Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome to Design Exchange. Happy Friday. I am here. We are brought, we are coming to you live with a virtual background. So if our background gets weird, I mean, it's very boring. We might come into and out of, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> so anyway, we've been trying to get Miss Nicole Baxter on the podcast for a while now. Just to get set up in here, where we're at, we are at the Design Influencers Conference mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And just to get this whole production set up, <laughs> it took a lot of tape <laughs> and a lot of planning. So we hope our audio is coming through. It shows that it's coming through to you guys. And yeah, we're like set up and ready to go. We're representing, I'm representing the me bag. And Nicole Baxter is an interior designer and also a realtor. Ooh, yeah. So I went to real estate school back in, um, I want to say 2007, 2008. Oh, wow. Right before the market crashed. Mm. So I I don't know. I take it. Are we recording? It says we're recording. Okay. You cannot minimize Zoom. We are quite it's a start over, Danny. Okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good? So, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Nicole, you're, so being a realtor and a designer i feel like that's kind of like hard work because you're doing you're pulling work. double duty yeah and i went to real estate school and it really helped me with my design career because it taught me a lot about real estate law return on investment mm -hmm. the average time someone lives in their home the average amount of time they spend to make money in that home and i like to design my spaces to grow with people right so Tell me your background, because I want to get into the personality testing. Uh -oh. I don't know how what do you call it, the Briggs-Meyer. <laughs> Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. Yes. yes. So um, aside from doing real estate, I'm also certified Myers-Briggs. And so tell us what that means. Oh, you keep vanishing. God damn. Here we go. So for me, adding real estate was just sort of a natural fit to the design but it's really kind of interesting. The hardest part of real estate really to me is finding Close. finding the clients where with design, the hardest part of the job is actually doing the design, right? Because it's so complicated and there's so many moving parts. But the two of them go so well together, you guys. They do, they really do. They do, totally do. And one of the biggest things about it, which I think is fabulous, is as a licensed realtor, I can give my broker price opinions on what somebody's house is worth. And where that comes in with design is everybody's always complaining about the cost or they're aware of the cost. They don't want to overbuild. They don't want to put too much money in. Everybody's got a thing about how much you should spend on a renovation, which we know is oftentimes impractical. But if you can give a broker's price opinion and tell people these renovations are going to be really smart. This is how much it's going to up your property value. You can look at houses. And in we the know area. it sells a house. What? It's exactly. the kitchens and the bathrooms. But now you have numbers and case studies to be able to prove it. And I think that's what everybody wants is they just want somebody to reassure them. And as a designer, you can't really reassure, oh, trust me, your house is going to be fabulous. People will want to buy it. But as no, a realtor- No, we could say that, but right, you don't have the background anything. to mean it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as a realtor, you guys could actually prove it. And then the other side of it too, is when you're working with the real estate client and they're looking at all these houses and they think, oh my gosh, there's so much work to do in this house. I don't know if I like this or not. Then the designer comes in. So I joke around that you need to house hunt with the designer and renovate with the realtor because that way you get the most about the yeah. homes and it's you know, the overlap between the two that really puts people at ease. That's a good thing that you do. So did you start out with design or did you start out with real estate? Oh my gosh, design. I feel like I was really slow on the uptake. 
for real estate because my city was nothing when I moved. I was too when I went to design school or real yeah. estate school. So I mean, it was the market was crashing. Right. And then I never got my real estate license because I didn't like selling. Right. I'm not, I don't hard sell right. my clients. I want my clients to be happy. Right. My aesthetic, I think, is timeless with a twist. Right. Right. With the right. DFR twist. Right. And that's what makes me unique. And as a designer, all of us need to be unique. Mm-hmm. But I got that real estate education and background. I just wasn't interested in the sales portion of it. It's so hard because I am not the cheerleader type, right? And, you know, so many of the people that are the really super successful realtors, let's face it, they they have that cheerleader personality, the, you know, the rah The A-type, rah, they the can... A-type, A-type personality, right? You're the Meyer-Briggs specialist. What's it called? <laughs> it's the extroverts. It's the people, touchy-feely extroverts that make, like you, that make the best real estate agent. And me, as you know, quite a little introvert, like it's more of a struggle. I'll get you on education and fact rather than my charming personality. Yeah. I mean, I do that too, man. The education. I hate how our backgrounds right now. So, I mean, I apologize for this. Like, we're, we're coming to you live. <laughs> we're not live. This comes out I'm on Fridays, but we are in a hotel and we are in a hot box sauna right now. And we're watching everybody eat and drink and have fun. And we're back here recording. I'm not watching everybody eat because <laughs> I'm smart and I've got my snacks before walking in here. Uh, but if you guys saw, I love doing these things live. And we don't, I didn't even know how to record on the computer and we did a test run and I could see that our microphone's working. So I hope that it's coming out of this microphone because it doesn't look like it is. It looks like it's coming out of the microphone on the Mac. So that matters as long as it's recording. Yeah, we're recording. So hopefully you guys can hear us. I'll edit this down, but we've known each other for how long? Oh my goodness. A really long time. We go way back. Way back, and it's been seven or eight years. I think it's been longer than that because we met each other in that one not to be mentioned. We can't, yeah, group. It's like Fight Club. We're not allowed to talk Mm -hmm. about it. Not allowed to talk about it. And we were here in the same hotel back in 2017, and not 2017, 2019. But market way before that. We knew each other virtually before we ever like met in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we. The conference that we're at right now is called the Design Influencers Conference. Mm-hmm. So if you're a younger designer, what advice would you give to a younger designer? Because our podcast is geared toward younger designers. Oh, sure. Me and you, I would say you're a season. I mean, we've been through we've been through so much. Yeah. I feel like I've been through so many once in a lifetime episodes. <laughs> I've been through a once in a lifetime terrorist attack in 2001. I've been through a once in a lifetime recession in 2008. I've been through a once in a lifetime pandemic. (laughs) I mean, like, how many more once in a lifetime things can we endure? Oh, okay. So if you really want to know what we should tell our younger designers, it is this. You will survive. And you will survive. You will survive. Like, it's really scary when it happens and you're like, oh my God, I need to do something or I'm going to have the nicest decorated cardboard box in the homeless <laughs> camp, right? But you know what winds up happening? You take it one day at a time. You find out that it's not the end of the world. That It's not going to come crashing around and you're going to be okay. And I think that's where you I've and heard I are the, I've, I've heard the word pivot thrown around, thrown around a lot this right. year. Oh, right. Over the last couple of right. weeks. Have you yes. heard that word thrown around? I mean, I think I've been hearing that word around for a while. So you're maybe unique. that is the best 
you know, buzzword right now. Pivot, pivot to this, pivot to that. Like Roth moving a sofa for you younger designers. <laughs> that's a friend's reference from like way back in the 90s when yeah. you were in toddlers. But so do you make the majority of your income from design or from real estate? Mm. Right now from design, I do. It's so busy right now with design that for me at this point in time, sort of referral only on the real estate because- I can't I can't advertise right now. I'm so freaking busy. Oh my God, it's insane. And the instant- It's absolutely insane right it, now. Yeah, we're, we are yeah. very busy. Yeah, and I love it when people call me with real estate questions or want to see some houses and whatnot. It's always so much fun to do it. But, you know, I, I do referral at this point in time um, because it is a lot of work. And, you know, but- the hard part about real estate is you don't really get to plan your day. As soon as somebody calls you and says, hey, no. what can you tell me about That's this That's another thing I didn't like about real estate. When, right. You when the client calls, everything. you got to drop and run. But that's the same way design works these Put days. Put your nieces and nephews' birthday cake down, step up from the party, walk out, get your laptop, go meet them at the house, call the ML, you know, booking or whatever, showtime. And to be a designer these days, you can't just be a designer. You have to have a podcast. You have to have a oh book. You have to have... We had to, I had to be an audio engineer. Look, she disappeared. I had to be an audio oh, engineer. I had, to, I had to pay people to put this rig together. I'm not even sure that our microphone's recording us right now. <laughs> like, you have to do all of these things to make yourself happen. Uh-huh. And to happen. But that's easier for them, right? Because they're yeah. youngins. But here's what they don't know that we know. Like when we started doing this, we were a cutting edge technology. But like it moved we were, so fast. We're generation one. I call I call us the first digital the first digital design generation because way back when designers had it made you older designers if you're listening to this you didn't have the internet nobody could shop you out we have to price we shop ourselves out now okay but imagine what it was back then so one of my first design jobs mm -hmm. There was no internet, right? There was no email. I remember the first time somebody was like, hey, let me show you my new computer that goes this. I'm like, where are the people? How are we talking to them? How does this happen? But the thing about it is all of these design firms had these giant walls that were like 20 feet long and eight, nine feet high. And it was nothing but catalogs. Yeah. And those catalogs, you need to find the manufacturers. How do you find the manufacturers, right? There was no internet. We've now, developed so many relationships. Oh, but, and then you have to like, they send you the stuff in the mail to update them. And then you got to pull the discontinues and cross it out of your price. I just had a conversation easier. with one of my vendors that's here. And I was like, I get these emails once a week talking about drop fabrics. Mm-hmm. I don't need time for that. I don't care. Get your rep into my office yep. and update the fucking catalogs. Yep. Excuse my French, well, you but catalogs. You just go online and you can shop. Everything yeah, everything's sign, online right? now. Do you remember when you went to market and they started giving you like all of their catalogs? Thumb drives. <laughs> yes, I have a whole collection of them. And all these designers are walking around with suitcases at market, and I'm like, "What literature are you taking back? Why are you doing this?" We started. We stopped taking. Sense. We stopped taking oh, catalogs I, back. I I stopped all my books. I have you know fabric places. I'm gonna blur our background now so that you could see Nicole better. Because we're in a, we're literally in a small room. Mm-hmm. And we're just testing this out. Um, I like it. It's a text texture. Kind of we're at the where where are we at? Yeah, it's we not are the vinyl. Grand Hyatt we're at the Grand Hyatt Canada. and Buckhead. Yep. So, and this is where y'all need to be. If y'all are, up if you're wanting to be a designer, this is a networking thing. This mm-hmm. is a networking event. I've networked just today. I've talked to Jay Parrugs while I was getting this all set up. 
I've talked to Jay Parr. I've talked to Dillard's department store. They're here. I've, yeah. And that's where I got my career. I started in the fine china department. I did mechanical drafting in seventh grade. So I knew what I was going to be doing, <laughs> but I ended up doing visuals for Dillard's and I worked in the fine china department. I love it. And that's how I kind of started, but they're here. I Sharon love Williams it. is here and there's a bunch of different brands that are here, mm -hmm. but all of our designer friends that are here, I'm wearing a me back pro shirt because Melinda's Melinda. here. Melinda stopped in to drop off badges and take a picture of us. <laughs> um, but we are trying to get as many podcasts recorded this week as we can. Yep. And well, everybody's here. Yeah. I mean, it's and we have the experts. So what are your three main pieces of advice to give a new designer? Being Nicole Baxter mm. from the Raleigh-Durham area, mm. what are your... My pieces of advice. So, pardon? Not, I, I don't know. I think it's coming. I think it is. I mean, as long as the thingy's moving. Uh -uh. Before it was recording, we're just going to be fine. Just trust that. I see that. it moving. We can, I we see it moving. Hello, hello. I watched Elvis the other night in the hood. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, I think we're recording off the MacBook, so talk as loud as you can. All right. So one Your piece, three pieces of advice. My three brand pieces new designers. of advice. My brand new designers. One, speak your voice. If you feel something that a client needs in a house, say it. I feel like, you know, when we started off in design, when I started off in design, it was very much an elite sport. And companies were looking for designers who had connections with society and other people and you know now design is more even than that right anybody yes. can get into the industry and no people are going to be mean to you when you're starting out oh, Jesus. i just read a post from somebody the other day on one of our groups that a vendor was very mean to this yeah. uh, designer because the reps aren't picking and choosing but my first time going to high point market i walked in and i went through ihfc floor one and floor two mm -hmm. and i was so overwhelmed i got back in the car and drove back to ohio you did not i did too and now when i go to highway market I, like I, it. <laughs> no I, I can't walk into the first floor ihfc unless it's on the i go i no, i don't because everybody knows me and they like i have to go before it opens or you'll never get there it's done yeah because so i start my days in the weird areas yeah yeah so what Okay, so elaborate on my, your so what you're mind. saying sure. networking well, no, no, get yourself to market well that but that's not my first piece of advice my per first piece of advice is if you know what's going on in a client's house and you know what needs to be said go ahead and say that give them your craziest your best your awesome ideas because they might just go for it if you filter your advice and what you think a space needs through your own uh, have a personality. People are not hiring you. <laughs> I mean, you got to have a personality. Well, I think that young designers filter themselves because they're scared of spending the client's money. And so they don't put their really great ideas out there. And they're I always tell timid. my clients that I'm fiscally conservative and I spend money wisely and I spend money. I direct dollars in the right area. Right. Right. But don't be afraid because I feel like there's a yeah. moment in every designer's life where you tell a client you're like brave enough to tell a client a crazy idea and they say, oh my God, we're going to do that. And then at that point, it's sort of like the seal's broken. Now you're like, people will listen to me when I give them outrageously expensive ideas that are really good. Yeah. So give Be them out. out. Yeah. Give, put the idea out there because the mm -hmm. only thing you're going to hear is 
possibly a no, and you might have to value engineer your own idea right. to make right. it work. But even if you value engineer your own idea, you're giving them something that's going to be absolutely amazing for the house and for the project. And that's what they're hiring you to do is to make their space fabulous. So Don't Nicole Baxter's number one tip is do not self-edit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, education. Education, education. No, elaborate I mean, on education. Well, educate yourself formally or educate yourself through going to markets, attending conferences and listening to podcasts and listening, watching what or, other designers are so doing. I would say yes to all of the above, but I understand not every designer goes through school, right? And there's a lot of ways to enter the industry and I don't want to, you know, dissuade anyone. No, I really, or belittle anyone because it's-, it's There's it's, education is very important. There's room, but I you think- do, You do only need an associate's degree in interior design. Okay. If you're in a four-year college, focus on accounting and focus on business because that's- what me and you had this conversation about <laughs> earlier. 10% of your job is designed. The yes. other 90% is it's, not designed. No. And, and it's it a pain in the ass. Absolutely. And you want to surround yourself with good people. Right. And so by education, I also mean, you know, get your skills up. Like maybe take a, if you don't go to college, maybe take a class at, at Oak Arts Council, learn yeah. how to draw, learn Our how to communicate. College. Don't depend heavily on technology for expressing your idea. Because we've all sat around with a notebook or a napkin and sketched something. I out thought I was the whole. I, I honestly to talk about this more. When I started being an interior designer, I thought that I could not draw. I did not think that right. I could sketch. And yeah. then I started seeing all these other designer sketches, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a really good. I drawer. can sketch. <laughs> like, but well, it takes time. Right. But I learned I could do a floor plan digitally or by hand within minutes yep. and which as she's speaking on education know the codes know the codes. in your areas know the codes. and yes. when i talk about codes it's building codes yep. because yep. i know in most parts i know all about the ada rules mm -hmm. we know most designers all know ada is a national thing american disabilities act you need to have a 36 inch wide opening your bathroom well, everything should be 36 inches you know scott sites are standard yeah. So I know so in, much stuff. in Ohio, I know that I need I need to be within six feet of an electrical outlet mm -hmm. at any point in the home. And I'll go into homes where I don't have that option. And I'm like, where are we gonna put it? Who built this? <laughs> who who did this? And how did this apartment? how did this I pass had, like, code? I had a bathroom with no outlets in it. I had a bedroom with two outlets. I've really in run it. into oh, that. It's so hard. It's so hard. Education. So education. we have number one as so I want to talk about education a little bit too is you guys you need to resist the urge to do trends because if all you know how to do is reproduce a trend you will have no career when that trend is over right and so we're looking at a change right now farmhouses is out mid-century modern is out all these things are out so many people joined the industry when those were like you know on the ascendant and that's all they know how to do is do farmhouse oh my god dolly decorator and no, holly lobby you, they're at poverty barn <laughs> you need to really know how to be a designer without a trend and your clients you need to make it. your own aesthetic well right hone in on your aesthetic so i've honed in on you and i differ here but go ahead yes because we have two no, I, niches we and do. that's both we of do and that's good that's why this podcast exists right. called the design exchange because right. we're exchanging ideas mm -hmm. so my aesthetic is moody I mix mid-century modern with timeless 
design and black and i pay attention to the trends and black i don't really do that much black as people think that i do <laughs> i wear a lot of black but i mean the, the trend right now is uh scandinese or otherwise known as Japandi, oh, which yeah. is very um, yeah, yeah, Scandinavian yeah, yeah. meets Japanese. So I, I mean, you can go on yeah. and on about that. Yep. But make your own trend. Don't follow the trend. Make your own aesthetic. Right. Very brand. And so for me, and I think a lot of it depends on how your talent works. So for me, I'm inspired by my clients and I'm really interested in telling my client's story. And that's just how my talent works. I love the mystery of discovering who they are and what motivates them. I love they, talking to clients and getting to know them. Right, because you get to know their history and their story. And I feel like if I'm in a house that looks like a farmhouse, that could be one of 10 million Americans that live in there. But if I go into somebody's house and as a designer, if I make somebody's house look like they were born in it, like you cannot not know yeah, that, exactly. it's, that it's their house. Exactly. That's how I know I did my job right. And I look at it as like branding. Like you're, yeah. every family's got a brand, every person's got a brand, yeah. and you don't know what it's called. Yourself. A lifestyle. It's the lifestyle. Right. We sell right. lifestyle. Well, not. I mean, not even that. So but... let's let's keep it. Let's keep it. We're yeah. going all over. We yeah. could go on this. We, we can, we can have part two. We're gonna have her back on, obviously. <laughs> so rule number one. Tip number one was. Be bold. Don't tip stop number at two it. was education. education. And now let's move on. Tip number three from Nicole Baxter is. Uh, Find your favorite wine because your clients are going to drive you to drink at some point in time. So you should know what your go-to beverage is, really. <laughs> is that a bad tip? I should not be encouraging you guys to know. drink. I'm drinking Starbucks. Mm. Yes, it's all iced down. Look at that. No. Apple juice. Tip number three. What would I say is tip number three. Be active in the design community. Get to know other designers, join associations, come to events. Networking. No so what she's saying is networking. Well, yeah. Do you know, people don't realize how important networking is. Mm -hmm. I hate doing networking events, but networking events have taught me so much. I've made so many great right. friends right. like you yes. through networking events. Yes. And we're at one right now, which is basically networking. We're networking with our brands. We're networking with other designers. Hey, what's going on in your industry? Are you seeing this? Because when I started out being a designer, I felt so alone. Right. I felt like I was the biggest fuck up because I made a wallpaper mistake yep. or I got questioned or I got a negative view. Thing. And then I see these, I met people and they're mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I had the same thing. And then I'm like, Holy shit, it's not just me. Right. It's, and it's not other the end people of the world. too. It's not the end of the world. There's no such thing as a design emergency. Uh, don't tell but... my clients that because <laughs> my clients think there is. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes there is. Yeah. Oh, I would say the other thing that's really important as a vetting question is ask your clients what their timeline is. I just moved a client into. No, the two most important questions to ask client what's your timeline? What's your budget? Yep. And they will be resistant to tell you those two things. And the client will tell you, I'm open. I don't really have a timeline. And then all of a sudden there's an emergency. There's, and that emergency, by the way, is a party. And number, I have a book <laughs> that I give to clients. And line number 10 is Christmas is not a deadline. Parties are not deadlines. Because if you plan around a deadline, you are not going to hit it. You're putting that into the universe that you are not going to hit it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So well, and I'm really glad I did it. And then number one in my handbook yep. of expectations is anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. And, and sometimes you have a job that's cursed. You will hit this, you guys, a job that's cursed where everything goes wrong, 
down the line and it happens to everybody. You just go home, you cry, you call your design buddy friends and you just sit there and they tell you it's okay. And we We all bet them and we swap stories of, you know, bad things that have gone wrong and stupid stuff that's happened. Because if if it's going to happen once or twice in a project, it's now a trend. And you know, everything you touch is just going to crumble. And there are other people out there like that shit has happened to. So that's why you want to network mm-hmm. to bounce your ideas off of, to bounce your problems off. Mm-hmm. Like oh I could God. say, Nicole, I had a client that sink flooded and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I've installed Melee appliances where Melee said, oh no, you don't need venting. And then you find but that you, you really do? need venting. Oh, that's the worst. And so there's other people. You need to be friends with other designers. You do not need mm-hmm. to be the dickhead designer. And I hate to say those words, but we are used to the older designers in our industry that have just been non-inclusive. Yep. They don't want to talk to you. Yep. They think they're just super elite. Yep. It's and they furniture. don't want to share. As soon as you rearrange the furniture, you have ruined my work. Yeah. I well, mean, so you can't get that attached to it, right? Yeah. As long as and I tell people, making it's your house. If you want this, even though I don't agree with it, maybe I don't agree with it, but it's your house. Yep. You live here, and yep. I'll do whatever you want me to yep. do. And I think that's a but very I, I amazing. Give them, that's a I good give point. Them I give them the option. I go, this is my professional opinion, yep. but not everybody can live in the magazine. We want everybody's house to look like it came out of a magazine, but that's not realistic. But that's not that's not real life either. And no. I think that's the I think that's the other part of it is what you said, it's somebody else's house. But we always say that in kind of like a dismissive sort of way. But y'all, really truly, this is somebody's house. They are as complicated as you are their interests are as varying as you are they are as deep as you are they have real relationships you know when we see that your case is not going to be the same as theirs right and that's why that's why i really am inspired by my clients if i see them as one-dimensional people then i can put a one-dimensional design in like farmhouse but there's so much yeah right but they're not i mean we're not decorating a cake here you guys we're writing a biography (laughs) i mean that's how i look at it that's just me. So anyway, speaking of writing biographies, your tips. Tip number one was, I already forget. Tip number two <laughs> is education. And tip, tip number, number one three, is don't self-edit. Don't self-edit. Have a personality. Two. Education. Three. No. no not drinking. It's networking. Networking. No. Networking. You can drink. So those are our top tips. Oh, yeah, you can drink. But Nicole <laughs> Baxter, tell them your, tell them your social information. Oh my god. We're gonna have slides for it, but yeah, we'll tip them in. So I'm Nicole Baxter. I'm at N Baxter Design and I believe my Instagram is <laughs> N Baxter Design and Real Estate. And also I'm starting my emotional home stuff up and running. So you guys tell can us also you have a book coming out. Well, I'm in the editing stages of that right now. And it all kind of goes into my philosophy of the emotional home, which is designing for your clients and figuring out what we need in the home. You know, memory, identity, our Myers-Briggs type. The remix. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the name of it. Enjoy the remix. (laughs) I love Corey. So hopefully we'll get Corey on the podcast this week. Oh, that would be great. My friend Corey Damon Jenkins just launched his first book. Oh, we can't see it. 
I'll post it in the notes. We are in the weirdest setup. This is our first <laughs> test podcast. I hope we got it okay. We're going to have some amazing guests coming on this week. So please excuse our background that went from we were in a nice little field. We lean back Hopefully we, we got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-edit these. <laughs> but Melinda will be in here. We're supporting the Me Bag. Um, if you go to MeBagPro.com, get it there. But it's a great bag. I checked it out. Too. Yeah. First time I got to see it. It's awesome. Um, TDX podcast is our Instagram and we have TDXpodcast.com coming out. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests coming on. These episodes are going to be out over the summer, fall, fall, as we go crazy with it. But Nicole, you're going to be coming back on. Yeah. We're going to do it properly. <laughs> Hopefully we got this situation. Because I live in, in I know, Carolina. I know, but we'll be something, we'll something will happen. I'll be a high point. Oh, maybe you'll have figured out how to work this then. Oh, I better have because <laughs> we have. I had to pay somebody to put this stand together, and I hope I just hope you the guys can hear us. The on. microphone's duct tape. Blue Peter say, Oh, courtesy, courtesy of the me bag. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I love your hair. I hope you win. Follow us on everything. Follow Nicole Baxter, and we're going to have her back again. It was great talking with you guys. So much fun. Mm.